0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This week on the Chicago Bears Review. In frigid, wintry, soldier Field conditions, our beloved took on the Green Bay Packers Sunday as they were looking to ruin their playoff chances and make up for last week's disappointing loss in Detroit. Did the Bears finish the job? Or did they come up short? All of this plus bear up and bear down on the Week 15 Review episode of The Chicago Bears Review! Oh, what could have been if it had not been for the third quarter of yesterday's ball game between our beloved Chicago Bears and the hated Green Bay Packers? What's going on, everybody? Larity back for the Week Fifteen review episode of the Chicago Bears review, and you know i i i i, I really liked our chances. The way that our defense has been playing, the way that you know Matt Barkley is cool as a cucumber and just really seems to be able to handle uh, the moments. I did like our chances in this football game, and for three of the th- four quarters on Sunday, the Bears went toe to toe with the Packers, and you know I would wager got the better uh, of Green Bay uh, in the in this football game. It was that third quarter and that final drive of the fourth quarter on defense that really just did the bears in because um you know matt barkley impressed the hell out of me yesterday uh he went throw for throw with Rodgers in the first half both were, were nine for 12 and rogers had more yards and a t- excuse me barkley had more yards and a touchdown going into halftime than than Rodgers did as we went into the half with the tie ball game and then the wheels came off uh in the third quarter and you'll hear me talk about it in the uh and the knee-jerk reactions, and just how everything just went uh, down, and then uh, you know unfolded uh, on Sunday. But uh, uh, once again, three and eleven shows. Uh, I mean, at at the end of the game, we we proved why it is that we are uh, a three and eleven team, and uh, you know, regardless of how many ball games we've been in, at the end, you know, the small uh, margins of uh, victory or defeat. Uh, If you will, we prove once and we've proved time and time again why it is that we're always on the losing end of these exchanges, rather than winning some of them, and uh, you know coming up short. uh, You know, last week in Detroit and uh, this week against the the Packers, the the you know the Jacksonville game, Indianapolis, and so on and so forth. So many ball games that should have gone our way, but in the end. Proving why that, uh, you know, in the end, just letting it slip away for one reason or another, whether it's a penalty or missing a read, not seeing the open receiver, uh, you know, giving up the big play and and so on after playing such after playing so well for so long, giving up the the one thing that we've been trying to defend against all day on the final play of, of the football game, essentially. So uh, just another ex- extremely disappointing loss. And now, of course, the uh, the all time record is tied. Between the Bears and the Packers, they're basically at zero after eighty-something years of the Bears having an advantage in the series. Now it's all knotted up. I think it's three losses, three three ties, or or six, one of the two, and uh, or maybe it's none of them. I don't know. But uh, we have the ties. But it's ninety-four and ninety-four between our two franchises now. So uh, next year we're playing for the lead uh, again. So trying to uh, trying to get that to swing back in our favor next season. So. gotta wait till 2017 to to right the wrong so uh hopefully we'll be able to man up and take care of it though but um anyway lots to get to um you know like I said it was uh the the Bears impressed me in the first half and you know they came out and and uh you know were step for step with the Packers uh well in the second quarter anyway the first quarter not so much because you you know you'll hear me talk about a knee-jerk reaction it just uh you know the offense didn't didn't do its part in the uh, in the first uh, in the first quarter
1: yep. jerk reaction to the first quarter the Bears and the Packers and it's <sighs> it's what you might expect from a typical bears Packers game over the last 25 years. Uh, and it's typical of why the bears are three and 10 on defense, which we spent about 11 minutes of the first quarter playing, uh, the offense had the ball for maybe six plays, seven tops, uh, here in the first quarter, uh, on the first drive of the game, when the Packers started with the football, the Bears were, made a habit of pretty much being awesome on first and second down and then giving up the big play that would extend the drive on third down. Aaron Rodgers has notoriously been nursing a calf injury all week long. <laughs> and uh, on that first drive, he was dancing around in the pocket, and the Bears are missing him like he's made out of grease. Or something. It was pathetic to watch actually. The second down second drive was a little bit better, but we gave up a touchdown on the first drive to Ty Montgomery, the wide receiver slash running back that they have uh back there. And um they held on to the ball for several more minutes and the Bears were finally able to stall him out around midfield to get the ball back. And then on the final play of the first quarter, Matt Barkley The the Packers had him dead to rights for a sack deep in the pocket. Barkley squeaks away, rolls around the pocket, fires the ball about 40, 50 yards downfield to an open receiver, and you'll never guess who it was, Josh Bellamy, who, of course, dropped the damn ball. So what could have been an amazing Aaron Rodgers-type play, giving the Packers a taste of their own medicine, instead, Bellamy drops the football. Because, again, it hits him in the body, and he can't come down with it. So, yeah, just, oh, my God, I'm watching the replay right now. Surprise, surprise. Bellamy dropped a damn ball. So, anyway, the Bears have the football. It's 7 nothing, and we'll see what goes from here.
0: Yeah, it was the defense that kind of hindered the Bears more than anything in that first quarter. They just... Like I said, they absolutely just folded like cheap accordions on on third down. On first down, they're stuffing the run. Second down, you know, maybe they give up a three, four-yard gain on a pass play or something like that. The the, the Packers were constantly facing third down situations, but they were able to get out of them. The funny thing is, I looked at the stats just before I got started here. The Packers were only like three for ten or something like that on third down, so... If it was only in that uh, in that first drive, really, and like in the first quarter, where the Bears were were not buckling down on these uh, third down opportunities, and um, you know it, it was really frustrating to watch. It really was, and and what was driving me nuts is that it the the Ty Montgomery thing. I'll talk about that more as we go along because it got worse as the. I mean, the first quarter was just absolutely at- atrocious. I mean, he had a sixty yard run in the first quarter You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura dot com. and I'll get into more about that a little bit later on because there's something that it just it just made me nuts, and I ended up talking about it. But um, you know, the, the, the Packers were you know were, didn't the Bears were were allowing these things to happen. You know, that's basically what it what it comes down to. It it was um, the Packers were only getting what we were giving them. They weren't necessarily taking. Uh, anything the poor tackling uh, and all that kind of stuff it just seemed like the Bears were so desperate so desperate at times because it it, so desperate at times to try to force a turnover they were more interested in tackling the football than they were in tackling Montgomery so all Montgomery had to do was protect the ball and keep his legs turning and we made the guy look like Superman yesterday I mean it was unbelievable and this was the theme throughout the day. The same thing happened later on when uh, Christine Michael, uh, former Seahawk running back who's now at Green Bay, uh, had a touchdown run in the, uh, in the third quarter. It was the same thing. We were more interested in trying to punch the ball out or tackling the football out and, or ripping it out of their hands than we were in tackling them. That they just kept turning their legs and digging those yards. Digging those yards. Todd Montgomery had 162 yards rushing yesterday. Okay, he is not that good of a running back. Okay, and here's the other thing that bugged the hell out of me as well. When he was at Stanford in college, he was a running back. So the fact that everyone is absolutely blown away with his traits and everything as a running back. You heard Evan Western talk about it on uh, on the on the previous show uh, last week. Like he was a running back in college. He would the Packers just made him into a receiver. Uh, while he was, uh, you know, when he made the when he made the team, when they drafted him uh, out of Stanford, so the fact that he's a good running back when he's got more of a running back um, stature, a more running back figure, he's six feet two hundred and twenty pounds. That's a running back's frame. He's two inches shorter than Matt Forte, but the same body. Basically, he's just wearing a receiver's. Number, because that's where the Packers needed him at the time. Well, now they needed him to be a running back, so he's the first guy that they went to, uh, kind of thing. So the fact that everyone was just like, "Oh my God, he he's please doing so well at running back, and he's supposed to be a receiver." Well, he's been a running back his whole life until he came to Green Bay. So it just it just angers me because a lot of a lot of times you find out the hard way that these guys don't really do the research that they that they that you think they do to do these broadcasts. Otherwise, they'd know these things. So. That was the that was the irritating part. There was not praising him for his for his effort, but being so blown away that a wide receiver could do this when he's played running back literally his whole life until he came to Green Bay. So the fact that he's going back to what what he did to get himself drafted in the first place not all that amazing if you actually pay attention to what's going on. So, but um, you know, in the second quarter uh just to step down off my soapbox there in the second quarter the bears offense came to life uh the defense started uh, playing actual defense and uh going into halftime we had ourselves a ball game yep. knee jerk
1: reaction to the second quarter the bears and the packers and it's a football game now uh the bears really stepping it up in the second quarter um The defense really is pissing me off, though. I mean, they come out, and they have these really good-looking drives. We've sacked Rodgers three times already in the game. Uh, Ty Montgomery, though, has nine carries for 123 yards. What's misleading about that is that he has about 95 of those yards on two carries. He had a 61-yard run in the first quarter and another one of about 30 yards in the second quarter, and that's where the majority majority of his yardage is coming from. Otherwise, he's basically being bottled up or maybe getting a couple of yards here and there like a regular running back. Um, it's Montgomery and Jared Cook apparently are the two guys that the Bears are completely ignoring for the most part. With Montgomery, it's just pathetic tackling. That's all there is to it. Montgomery is actually just keeping the knees turning and running forward. The Bears are I don't know if it's just arrogance or if it is just sloppy, terrible defensive play, but any time they get around Montgomery, they think that as soon as they put a fingernail on him, he's supposed to hit the ground, and he's just churning his knees until somebody actually tackles him. Uh, tight, uh, Jared Cook, on the other hand, the tight end for the Green Bay Packers, is, is running wild. He's... every catch that he's made, except for maybe one, he was so wide open, it's ridiculous. So, uh, going into halftime, that's what the Bears need to change. They need to find an answer for Jared Cook, and they need to figure out how to tackle again to bring down Ty Montgomery, because both of those big runs that Montgomery had, he broke multiple tackles to make those runs. So, the defense really needs to step it up on that end. The offense, on the other hand, they just need the opportunities, because uh Barkley is on fire. I think he's out dueling Aaron Rodgers at this point. The only interception that he has was on the the Hail Mary attempt the Bears had from about the 50-yard line just before halftime. Otherwise, he's basically matching uh, Rodgers throw for throw uh, right now. If we get Jordan Howard going in the second half to get, to you know, to keep the ball in the Bears' hands and keep it away from Green Bay, I think we have a chance to come away with it. Right now, it's ten to ten. It's a tie ball game. We start with the ball in the second half, and hopefully, the adjustments that I suggest are made so we can actually win this thing. <laughs>
0: To put it lightly, none of those adjustments were made in the third quarter. It just it just did not happen in the third quarter. The good news is Ty Montgomery only had about 30-something yards rushing throughout the rest of the ball game. so the Bears did find an answer uh, for him. But in the third quarter, they forgot about Christine Michael, who just did the same thing that, uh, that Montgomery did because he had about 50 yards rushing uh, on his own, uh, including the touchdown that made it 27-2. Uh, 10 uh, at one point I mean but it just came out in the in the third quarter um, the Bears started turning over the football and that ended up being the difference in the game because the 17 points that Green Bay scored in the fourth quarter were all off of turnovers all 17 points were off of turnovers so um, you know we had a fumble uh, and then uh, Barkley threw two interceptions all three of those inter- all three of those turnovers ended up being the 17 points that the Packers scored uh, in the first quarter. So I'm just going to go ahead and play the third quarter knee-jerk reaction so we can move on to the more positive and exciting fourth quarter.
1: Knee-jerk reaction, the third quarter, the Bears and the Packers and the wheels have come off. It is a disaster. Um, The last four possessions, including the Hail Mary right at the end of 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 the second quarter, Four straight turnovers for the Bears, resulting in 17 points unanswered by the Packers right now. It's 27-10 uh, to 10 at this point. Um, first play from scrimmage after the Bears get the opening kickoff uh, for the second half. Strip sacked from uh, Julius Peppers. He just went right around uh, Charles Leno and and, and strip sacked. Um you know, next possession, two, three plays into the drive. Uh, Barkley overthrows Daniel Brown right into the hands of Ha-Ha Clinton Dix. Uh, another touchdown for the Packers. Then once again, uh, the Bears get the ball back. A couple of plays into the drive. This time Barkley overthrows uh, Daniel Braverman to Haha Clinton Dix for the second straight possession. And... It's, uh, yeah, forget what I said about the Bears adjusting to tackle. I mean, it, it looks like the, the defense is so desperate for a turnover. They're more interested in tackling the ball than they are the runner, and Green Bay is all over it, and they're just running. Knowing that the Bears aren't making an honest effort to tackle them, they're trying to force a turnover. So as long as they protect the ball, they can run wild over the Bears, and that's exactly what's happening uh, right now. so um, the Bears have the football. Uh, I think they're at midfield right now, but we're down 27-10, to 10, so we're pretty much looking at the uh, the series being tied for the first time since 1933 uh, once Green Bay closes this thing out.
0: <laughs> so knowing the football team that I'm rooting for and, and what they've done, This year, uh, overcoming insurmountable odds is not something that we can check off the list. So you can definitely hear the wind completely out of my sails that I'm only watching the fourth quarter because I have a show to do and I have to report what happens. But I'm sitting here moping in this chair watching the game and the Bears drive the field and uh, Alshon Jeffrey starts to get involved because he was – there was one attempt, I think, either on our first or our second drive, he dropped a pass that was a little bit behind him. It hit him in his back shoulder as it was doing a crossing route, like a dig route across the field, and the, the ball was high and up into his shoulder, and he dropped it. He should have caught it, but he dropped it, and the Bears ended up punting, and that was the last time that a ball was even thrown in Jeffrey's direction. The passing game in the first quarter was all between – it was pretty much Deontay Thompson and Cameron Meredith. Those were your those were the targets um, in the first half. But um, you know, then then we get into the second half, and it really wasn't in, until the fourth quarter, Alshon Jeffrey really steps it up. He ends up, uh, you know, basically like the the first touchdown drive was the Alshon Jeffrey show. Every pass was caught by Jeffrey including the touchdown uh, that he puts him in there. So, okay, it's 27-17. to 17. That's great. And uh, then the defense comes out, gets the ball back right away. We drive the length of the field once again, cap it off with a 10-yard touchdown run from, uh, from uh, Jordan Howard. It's like, all right, 27-24. Okay, so it's exciting now. The, we, we've got a chance, but, but you know, Rogers is Rogers. He'll come out and do something. and there's an, And then, sure enough, the Bears get the ball back, drive the ball right back down the field, and then the moment that I it and I knew, I absolutely knew that it was going to happen this way. I knew that it was going to happen this way and it had nothing to do with how much time was left on the clock, but everything to do with the decision that was made. Every time a decision like this has come up for John Fox, he's made the wrong choice every single time this year. Every single time this year. And that choice was... To not go for it on fourth down, not go for it on fourth and goal. You know, if we don't make it, we lose the game. We're going to lose the game anyway. I mean, I just, maybe that's a cynical approach on my part, but I wanted the Bears to try to win the game. I was sitting there texting with a buddy of mine. We're going back and forth, we're watching the game, and I told him, as we're, just as the Bears got first and goal, screw a field goal. I want a touchdown. I want to win this game. You know, to hell with going to overtime. I don't want to go to overtime. I want to win this game. You know, and that if that means we lose while we're trying to win, that's fine. But I want the Bears to play to win, play to win. Instead, once again, we play to lose, we play not to lose, and end up losing. That is what happened. Okay? Instead of going for it on fourth down, the Bears decided to settle for the field goal and the tie and settling gave the football back to Aaron Rodgers with a minute 23, and on third and 11, the Bears fall asleep at the wheel. Let Jordian Nelson get behind the defense for a 60-yard uh, reception that went from them being like on their own 30-yard line to being on R15, and it being a chip shot field goal for Mason Crosby to plunk through uh, to to win the game as uh, as time expired uh, on Sunday. But that 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 to me that was the that was the moment that was the critical moment in the game and once again starting from the top on down the Bears deficiencies on defense and trying to tackle I don't know what the hell was going on there I really don't Ty Montgomery won't be able to do that to anyone else I guarantee. In the two games that they have left, Ty Montgomery will be lucky to have a combined hundred and fifty yards for the rest of the season, and that's even if they make the playoffs. Okay. He's not going to be the warrior he was against the Bears. Okay. I don't know what the hell was going on with Chicago. You know, like I said, they they were either desperate to try to force a turnover, to try to make something happen, that they were more interested in tackling the football than they were the runner, and he just had to keep his legs churning and protect the ball, and he was going to gain a ton of yards. And, you know, because it was always like the fourth or fifth guy that finally tackled uh, Ty Montgomery it was pathetic to watch it made me nuts to sit there and watch that to see these guys that were just blowing people up and taking them down you know and all that kind of stuff to just to, to, to be reduced to the, to the joke that they were on Sunday it was pathetic mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know on Sunday and then you know again f- here we go with, with John Fox making the wrong decision not challenging the call in Houston you know so on and so I mean, how many examples can we come up with he makes the wrong choice in my opinion Okay, I would much rather lose trying to win the ball game than lose playing not to lose. You know, I just it, it makes me. I just that's that that was the decision in the ball game, and um, Fox made the wrong choice. He absolutely made the wrong choice. You know, it just uh, we should have gone for it on fourth down and tried to win the ball game. We had two, three timeouts. We could have uh, we had at least two timeouts. Even if we give the ball back to Green Bay, they're inside our five yard line with with the lead or not. We have timeouts. We stop them. We get the ball back. We try again. You know, we try again. We, we try to get – then we go for the field goal. Then you want to play for overtime. You know, but we've got a chance right then to make Green Bay, who hasn't done anything since since the third quarter and since we stopped turning over the football, they haven't done anything on their own. They ended up, you know, three and out, three and out, three and out, giving the football back to the offense, and here we are back in this thing with an opportunity to win, and then instead we play not to lose, and we end up just opening the door for Rodgers – who quite frankly did not have a good day, okay? If not for that pass to, to Jordy Nelson at the end of the football game, he would have finished with less than 200 yards passing and zero touchdowns in the ballgame. Less than 200 yards passing because it was he finished with 252 yards and he got 60 of it on that last throw. So he finishes with less than 200 yards passing and no touchdowns in the game. Okay, Aaron Rodgers did not beat the Bears on Sunday. But you look at that one throw, now all of a sudden he's MVP of the league again. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. So, you know, it's just we made the wrong decision. The Bears should have gone for it on fourth down. We didn't. We lose the game. Period. That's it. You know, if we, if we, if we, <laughs> if we go for it on fourth down and we lose it, then we still have a chance to get the ball back and try again. We still have a chance because we got the two timeouts, you know, and the Packers are inside our five yard line. So it's just they in inside their own five yard line. They they. But then again, that's why we're three and eleven, because we don't make those decisions. We and we we've made the wrong choice every single time when it's come to a decision like that. And there we go. So. Here's the fourth quarter knee-jerk reaction where you're going to hear me say a lot of the things I just said.
1: Knee-jerk reaction in the fourth quarter, the Bears and the Packers, and if I I hadn't seen it with my own eyes, there's no way in hell I would have believed it. Uh, You know, here I was. I was – you know, throwing dirt on the grave that was this game for the Bears. and the, You know, for the Bears, down 27-10, to 10, gave up 17 points, three turnovers in the third quarter. I mean, it just looked like, uh, you know, amateur hour out there. And here in the fourth quarter, the Bears come blazing back. And, you know, Barkley's throwing the ball down all over the place. And Alshon Jeffrey finally makes an appearance in the second half, catches a touchdown pass. Jordan Howard runs one in from about 10 yards out and you know on the last drive the bears end up doing exactly what i did not want them to do they settled for a field goal uh they got the ball within the five yard line um they had two shots from inside the five the third down and you know could have gone for it on fourth down instead they settled for the field goal to tie it up at 27. aaron Rodgers gets the ball back with about a minute 20 and on third and 11 from their own their, from deep in their own territory rogers hits one with with uh the what's his name jordy nelson about 60 something yards down straight down the middle of the field to get them in the field goal range that happened with about 20 seconds to go rogers rushes everybody up to the line spikes the ball with three seconds to go crosby puts it through the uprights as the clock strikes zero and the bears lose 30 to 27 and uh now the all-time series is tied at ninety-four, ninety-four, and whatever the law, the ties are, things like three or six or whatever, it doesn't matter. But uh, another golden opportunity for the Bears to to get away. Uh, the Bears had two timeouts, so John Fox could have tried to preserve some time by calling a timeout after Jordy Nelson caught that big play, but no. Didn't do that. Could have called a timeout before the play to uh, Jordy Nelson to preserve some time so the Bears could try to score again. Didn't do that. Instead, Rodgers, you know, heaves one about 60 yards downfield to, to Nelson, puts him in field goal range, and it was a chip shot field goal, and that's it. The Bears lose again. 30-27, 30-27, and uh, it was Craven LeBlanc that got smoked down the middle of the field to Nelson. No idea where the hell our safeties are, by the, by the way. No idea where the hell they were on that play, but uh, yeah, there you go. So they made an effort. They made it a football game, and in the end, they do what 3-11 and 11 teams do. They find a way to lose it, and there you have it. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, there you have it. It went down the way it went down, and I did bring up some interesting stuff there. Even after letting, you know, okay, fine, you want to tie the game, fine. You give the ball back to Green Bay, and you're just letting them run time off of the uh, not playing the clock. And, again, this is John Fox playing not to lose as opposed to playing playing to win the game this is this is the thing that as as a as a former player and just as a fan I simply do not understand it drove me nuts about Lovey Smith it drives me nuts about a lot of football coaches but you know no one seems to have this killer instinct in playing to win everyone is so cautious everyone's playing not to lose instead of playing to win if I'm playing to try to win this game On first and second down, you know, with Green Bay, I'm calling timeouts to preserve time so that I get the football back and try to win the game myself. That's how you play to win in that situation. But instead, what what John Fox elected to do was let Green Bay run all this time off. Again, playing not to lose. We're going to overtime. He's resigned to the fact we're going to overtime. Okay, And I don't know if it's arrogance or just stupidity on his part, believing that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers weren't going to be able to do what they did but never using any of those timeouts to preserve time to give the ball back to his offense to try to get the, another field goal to win, which with the, with the momentum that the offense had, we completely would have been able to do. I believe that wholeheartedly. We would have been able to get close enough to kick a field goal uh, to win the game ourselves. But instead, Fox decided to put it on Green Bay and have them go ahead and try to play to win. And they played to win, and that's exactly what happened. OK, if they were playing not to lose, they would have kneeled on the football and sent this thing into overtime. But instead, but instead, they played to win. They found a way to get Jordy Nelson wide open down the middle of the field. And like I said, no idea where our safeties were. Craven LeBlanc let Jordy Nelson get behind him like he thought there was help back there. But there wasn't wide open down the middle of the field. And all Rodgers had to do was get him the ball. And that's what they did. The next thing you know, we're we're trying to freeze the kicker with the timeouts we do have left, and the ballgame is over. You know, that's it. It's done. Green Bay played to win. The Bears played not to lose, and that's why Green Bay came out on top. And that's why Green Bay is on a, what, a 3, 4, 5-game winning streak right now and why things are setting up. You heard us talk about it with uh, with Evan Western on, on Thursday was, you know, this thing is setting up for, uh, for Week 17 to be for the NFC North title and a playoff spot with uh with Detroit losing yesterday they have to play uh Dallas next week and you know then they'll be home for that final game against uh Green Bay they have to win uh that game so I mean it's 50-50 on who's going to win but right now it looks like they're going to be playing for a chance to win the division uh week 17 so um you know it just Green Bay's playing to win that's why they won the Bears are playing not to lose and end up blowing it. So that, to me, that was the difference in the end because, like I said, if Green Bay was playing not to lose, they kneel on the football because they had no timeouts. They're kneeling on the football. They they send this thing to overtime, and then and they take their chances in overtime. That's playing not to lose. And instead, you know, the Bears also playing not to lose decided to let Green Bay you know try to do whatever it is they wanted to do and Green Bay ended up being able to do it and that's why we lose the football game on Sunday and that's that's why I'm pissed off about it you know cuz I watched a team playing not to lose lose the game and a team that was playing to win went ahead and won it so you know like I said that's the part as as a former player and that's a, uh, you know somebody who always kind of wanted to be a coach himself and just as a fan sitting here as an analyst you know who does a show like this playing not to lose I just I was never be able to wrap my head around it in any situation. Lovey made me nuts when he would do stuff like that and uh, you know John Fox just did it yesterday and that's why that's why we lost and he's made those decisions incorrectly just about every chance he's had this season and that's why we sit at three and 11 with two games left to go. so anyway that's my piece on it. Uh, that's going to wrap up the uh, the review portion of the show so what do you say we go ahead and close this thing out with uh, a very interesting bear up bear down Bear up and bear down for the week 15 review episode of the Chicago Bears Review. And like I said, it's it's interesting because there are very few people that played a complete 60-minute game yesterday. And uh, so the, the bear up, bear down portion is going to go like this. Bear up to Matt Barkley in the first, second, and fourth quarters, especially in the fourth. The guy just has a flair for playing you know dramatic in, in football and, and maybe this is something that we need to look at if we want to try to I mean I don't know if we want to win the last two games and all the rest of this but um you know maybe do the no huddle first drive of the game against the Washington Redskins on Sunday cuz that no huddle you know hurry up offense that's how we scored three times in three possessions against Green Bay on Sunday that's how that happened so maybe You know, take advantage of what Matt Barkley seems to be a wizard at and just come out and do the no huddle right off the bat on Sunday against the Redskins and see what happens. You know, give it a try. What do we have to lose at this point besides another stinking football game? But, uh, you know, awesome in the, you know, okay in the first quarter, awesome in the second, awesome in the fourth, bear down to Matt Barkley in the third. You know, they weren't necessarily poor decisions. They were just bad throws because it wasn't like he threw it to – you know, threw it right to the guy. I mean, I guess, and essentially he did, but he was throwing to a spot. You know, they were just bad throws. They weren't bad decisions. He was trying to throw the football to a receiver. He ended up, you know, it was off target and went right to the guy who just happened to be standing there and both times happened to be the same guy in uh, Ha Ha Clinton Dix. So, um, you know, but uh, the sack fumble, not necessarily your fault, but you got to protect the ball sack fumble at the first play of the second half and then two consecutive interceptions the next thing you know it went from 10 and 10 nose to nose football game to being a 27 to 10 potential uh, blowout but then again bear up to him in the fourth quarter for coming back leading us on those three drives to tie the football game and uh, giving us a chance to try to send it to overtime but John Fox just would not allow that so uh, so bear up to Barkley in the first, second, and fourth. Bear down to him in the third. And ended up being the difference uh, in the ballgame. Um, two guys that did play a full 60-minute game. Bear up to Deontay Thompson. Bear up to Cameron Meredith. Uh, both of them over 100 yards receiving on Sunday. Um, neither one had a touchdown reception, which is kind of funny. Josh Bellamy had the touchdown in the second quarter. Uh, I think the one or, one or two passes that he actually caught in the game was kind of a... Uh, you know, caught the pass and then had to do the rest to get into the end zone. Did a great job. Gave the guy a stiff arm and then pushed his way into the end zone. It was a great effort uh, on his part. But um, that pass that he dropped in the first quarter would have been such a huge play. Number one, it was third down, so the Bears ended up punting on the first play of the second quarter. But, um, you know, again, and, and in his defense, I will give him this. It was weirdly – um. It was basically looked like the game was in like, – it was like sunset was happening at noon on Sunday. So the, the sun may have been in his eyes and maybe that – I mean, just to kind of play devil's advocate here on, on maybe what had to do with him dropping the football. But it was a tough catch, but it should have been made. You're a professional NFL wide receiver. The ball hit you in the body. It was there. You basically weren't being defended because Bellamy can actually – you know, like I told that that funny story about the Notre Dame wide receiver. You know, Lou Holtz tells them, you're the best receiver I've ever coached until we throw you the ball. Josh Bellamy appears to be that receiver. Josh Bellamy doesn't have a problem getting open. He doesn't – he has the speed to get a step on his man. You know, he, do, he can do it until you throw him the ball. Then he can't catch. So it's like, what's the point? But, um, you know, but anyway – just to get off that tangent, bear up to Thompson and Meredith. Those guys did a great job. Thompson, especially, I was impressed with because he had a problem with the with the yips, if you will, dropping some passes himself. He pretty much caught everything that came in his direction on Sunday. And Cameron Meredith, talk about filing a uh, you know a jewel in the rough there. Uh, a quarter, I mean, and nobody's talking about him. That's what bothers me. There's like all this praise being heaped on uh, Ty Montgomery and the things that he's done. Never, Nobody ever mentioned that Cameron Meredith was a quarterback his entire college career and was converted into a receiver when the Bears picked him up as an undrafted free agent last year, and here he is forced into duty because our wide receiver core once again depleted by injuries, uh, and he's forced into duty, and he's met the call just about every time you know he's not that guy that's had critical drops and everything when it's when he's been depended upon he's come through for us and nobody's talking about that about this guy making that transition uh in the nfl but we want to talk about ty montgomery who was a college running back his entire career was made into a receiver because the packers didn't need a running back at the time and they forced him into duty and the former running back is doing well at running back what a what a story that is so anyway, so bear up to Thompson and Meredith, um, bear up to second half Alshon Jeffrey because as you heard me say, he was a ghost in the first half. Aside from that, uh, aside from that first passing attempt on that third down situation, Barkley put the ball a little behind him. He should have caught it, but he didn't. That was the only time he was throwing the ball in the first half, and I really don't think he got many attempts, if any, in the third quarter because that was Green Bay's quarter. But in the fourth quarter, Jeffrey went off. Uh, Ended up with about 80 yards receiving himself and a touchdown. So bear up to Jeffrey for finally finding a way to break through. I mean, you never know. It could just be like, uh, like I talked about in the preview, that we need Bellamy and Meredith and Thompson to step up to open things up for Jeffrey because if I'm Green Bay, the only real threat I'm worried about is A, Jordan Howard, and B, Alshon Jeffrey, those other guys we don't really have to pay much of attention to. And, uh, you know, Alshon having the patience and, uh, you know, not giving up to be a factor in the fourth quarter and help us help put us in a position to, to win the game on Sunday. So bear up to him uh, for that. Um, bear down to tackling just our defense in general and the tackling, especially when it came to uh, Ty Montgomery and trying to, to tackle him. You know, I mentioned in that knee-jerk reaction, I think it was the second quarter, where it's like I don't know if it's just arrogance on our part that you know, hey, we're a top ten defense, so if we come near you, if we're if we're gonna you know even touch you, then you're going down, and that's just all there is to it. But instead, Ty Montgomery must have seen something on tape. I, I, maybe that was something that maybe he's picked up on that, or one of his coaches picked up on that, looking at the tape, thinking like you know these guys think that they can just push you over and that or they'll the you know running backs are you know are desperate to protect the ball so they just go down when uh when the Bears try to wrap the ball up or anything like that. But if you keep your legs turning, I bet you can get way more yards out of it, and that's what happened on Sunday. Maybe it was something, just good coaching or good wherewithal uh, by the Packers and Ty Montgomery to notice that the Bears do that, or if it was just arrogance on our part to think that we're so awesome uh, in our run defense that as soon as we come near you, you're going down, and that's all there is to it. But bear down to the whole lot of them. I mean, everybody was guilty of it at one point. Uh, Tracy Porter, Nick uh John Timo. I mean, he ran through so many people trying to do that. Uh, Adrian Amos. And they just like I said, I'm not going to list you know, all of them. Most people were guilty of it, and that's why we ended up making Ty Montgomery look like a superhero uh, on Sunday. And I, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say he won't be able to do that uh, this week against Minnesota, and he won't be able to do that in two weeks against Detroit. You're basically never going to hear from Ty Montgomery again. Number one, because he did that against the Bears, so those that's on tape now. So those defenses aren't going to let that happen. And uh, just because um, you know it was more the Bears' failings than Ty Montgomery's effort that made that possible. Um, you know he had a fantastic day. I'm not going to try to take all of it away from him. Like I said, it he just did what you know just keep your legs turning and keep going forward he just took what the bears gave him essentially but the bears did give that to him he didn't really have to earn it to, to be completely honest so anyway that's uh that's it and then the final one is a bear up to pernell mcphee two sacks for pernell uh, in that football game we had four on rogers uh in the ball game so excellent performance uh from him getting those two sacks on rogers so um you know I really like McPhee. Hopefully uh, a season where he's completely healthy in the off season and everything he'll be able to, uh, to have a much bigger impact last year uh, than he did where he's essentially basically been playing catch-up all season long. With him on one side, uh, Leonard Floyd, Willie Young, I really like our chances. And then I don't know if we're going to bring Lamar Houston back. I'd like to give him one final shot because he was playing well before he got hurt again, um, but we'll have to wait and see. His salary cap uh, hit might make that uh, – might make that an impossibility. So anyway, that's Bear Up and Bear Down for the Week 15 review episode of the Chicago Bears Review, and that's going to do it for us this time around. Come back on Thursday when we will have Mike Carrar from uh, Hogs Haven on SB Nation to talk about the Bears and the Redskins and can the Bears exact revenge on another one of those games that really stuck in my craw last year when the Redskins came into uh, Soldier Field. And I, I think it was they had they were like undefeated at home but hadn't won on the road yet or something like we had back to back weeks last season against teams that had only won one that was, I think redskins had only won one game on the road and san francisco hadn't won a game on the road and we lost back to back games to those teams that suck on the road in soldier field last year so maybe we can exact revenge on uh, on uh, Washington and uh, ruin their playoff chances because they're desperately clinging they're they're on that, if you see those graphics for the teams that are in the playoff contention, they're the ones that are just in that third column, you have the teams that are in right now, then you have the two wildcard teams that's in the middle then that one on the far right is in the hunt, and right now Washington is in the hunt, can we knock them off that list on Sunday we'll talk to Mike Carrar about it uh, on Thursday, so until then My name is Larry D, and this has been the Chicago Bears Review.